Welcome to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk a little bit about black and white and gray and law and things like this because we end up getting in a little discussion uh, not long ago looking into the book of Joshua. And we're looking at Joshua and where we got, uh, where we kind of stopped at here is this verse here from Joshua 2, 3 through 6. Now, this is after the two spies went in to check out the land, and Rahab, uh, Rahab uh, hides them. And then we come back in, we read this. The king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you and have entered your house, for they have come to search out the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hid them, and she said, Yes, the men came to me, and I do not know where they were from. It came about when it was time to shut the gate at dark, that the men went out, and I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. And she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them in the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order of the roof. And so what we have going on there is we see that Rahab lied. And this rose up a discussion and a debate. Should she have lied? Is it wrong for her to lie? And all this. And... Um, <laughs> This is an interesting and sticky sometimes subject, but when you take the scripture and you know it and you examine what's going on, we have to ask questions about moralities and ethics and things like this. And I was actually first introduced to this topic back a long time ago. Um, R.C. Sprawl Sr., of course, who, who passed away just uh, recently, like a couple years ago, I should say, he had a course in his seminary where they were actually talking about Christian ethics, and it was kind of a discussion forum type group where they're asking different laws. And one of the hypotheticals he says is, you know, we, we are supposed to obey the law. So if a car hijack, if a carjacker hijacks you, he's jumping in the car and he points a gun to your head and he's like, drive through town as fast as you possibly can, or I'm going to shoot you in the head. Is it okay to break the law of speeding in order to save your life in a circumstance like that? These are interesting questions. Now, there's some things where the answer is absolutely no. Is it okay to say, I'm not a Christian, to save your head from martyrdom if you happen to be picked up by a bunch of radical Islamists? The answer is no. Jesus specifically says, whoever denies me before men, I will deny before my father. So we do not want to play with that silly game. But there are times in life where life is not as black and white and we find ourselves at conflict. And I had pointed out and said, yeah, well, we shouldn't be living a life of lying. When we lie a lot, particularly when we lie a lot for our own protection or for our own safeties or our own whatevers, then this is kind of problematic. But let's go back and look at another real world case. 1940s, Hitler, uh, you know, Hitler's going through and eradicating Jews out of Nazi Germany. And in this case here, what we actually see is there were Christians who were hiding Jews in their house and the Gestapo would come knock on the door and be like, you got Jews here? And they said, no. Is it okay to lie to the governing authorities who want to kill the Jews in order to save the Jews you have hiding in your closet? The answer is yes. <clears throat> and so while we do not want to get into the arena here of getting into these patterns and habits of lying to save our own skin, sometimes we have to look at what other laws of God are. And I pointed out and I said, you know, there are at least three instances in the Old Testament where people lied and God had effectively called them blessed, if not literally called them blessed. I'm going to take you to another one of these. 
for sake of discussion, and this is in Exodus, and uh, we're going to look at Exodus and uh, chapter um, 1, verses 19 and 20. Now, to give you the context, Pharaoh had commanded the midwives who were giving birth to the children to kill any children who were males who were born but let the females live. Well, the midwives didn't want to do that, and so then Pharaoh addressed them about it, verse 19 and 20. The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife can get to them. And so God was good to the midwives, and the people multiplied and become very mighty. So here God actually was good to them and blessed them for the lie to Pharaoh. What is at stake here? Well, in both of these examples we just give, the extra-biblical one and the biblical one, what we see is people's lives are at stake, and it's not their own. It's obviously bad to kill a baby. It's obviously bad to kill somebody just because of their ethnic heritage. We don't want to do that. And when the governing authorities come in and say, are you, are you keeping the babies alive? The answer is yes. Now, they lied around it a little bit. Now, was that a justifiable thing? Absolutely. So we get into this whole discussion. We should never, ever, 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 ever lie under any circumstance. Well, teach your children that. What if some guy wants to do bad things to them? And the only way to get out of it is to lie. Well, guess what? That's a justified lie. <laughs> okay. So we can't look at all this with pure black and white because even in James chapter 2, uh, verse 25, it says Rahab was justified by her acts when she hid the spies and sent them out another way. So even scripture itself says Rahab is justified in this act. We can't legalistically look at this and say it's 100% bad. Now, people misunderstand. This comes from the commandment, right? Do not lie. Does it say that? No, it doesn't. It says do not give false testimony which is a very subtle difference, I will say, but it's the same subtle difference. The commandment does not say thou shall not kill. It says thou shall not murder. There is a difference there, okay? I can, in self-defense, protect myself and my house from some crazy intruder at three in the morning, and that's not murder. Murder has more prejudice, uh, more preparation than that. And Obviously, it's a bad thing. We don't want to take anybody's life. These aren't like, hey, I'm going to give you carte blanche to lie and kill. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is the nuances of laws and the subtleties and really the the difficulties of living in our world. And I do want to take you to one more section. And this is a, a larger discussion on the Sabbath in Matthew 12. So first, let's look at Matthew 12 verses 1 through 7. And then we'll look at a couple more verses later on. When Jesus, uh, at the times when Jesus was going through the grain fields on the Sabbath and his disciples became hungry and they began pick heads of, gre- of grain to eat. But then when the Pharisees saw this, they said, look, your disciples do what is not lawful on the Sabbath. Now, I will note, by the way, that it was perfectly lawful to do that. It was perfectly lawful to, if you're walking your short legal distance along the path to pick a berry and eat it, if you're hungry, that's actually is lawful. The Pharisees are actually adding things. But nevertheless, let's continue. He said to them, have you not read what David did when he became hungry, he and his companions, and how he entered the house of God, and they ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful them to eat, or for those with him, but for the priests alone? Or have you not read in the law that the Sabbath and the priests and the temple broke the Sabbath and are innocent? But I say to you that something greater than the temple is here. 
But if you had known what this means, I desire compassion and not sacrifice, you will not have condemned the innocent. And so what the story is there with David that they're alluding to is this is one of the times when David was fleeing from Saul and he takes his group of men and they go into into the, the temple and they say, hey, do you have any bread here? And they say, well, only the consecrated bread. And he says, oh, yeah, we, we can eat. We can, you know, we can have all that. We are, we're on a very important mission from Saul and I didn't bring my weapon and all this. All these lies, none of these were ever held against David. Obviously, the sin of sinning with Bathsheba was held against David. But capturing, you know, picking up a sword, eating the consecrated bread, all based on the fabrication of the lie, there was never any condemnation of, of David for this in the middle of this. Now, that one's a little bit more of a hairy one, other than the fact that it's brought up here to say, hey, look at the context surrounding it. And this is what we also find in verses 10 through 12. So, and the men were, uh, there was a man there who has a withered hand, and they questioned Jesus, asking, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? so that they might accuse him. And he said to them, What man is there among you who has a sheep, and if it falls in the pit on the Sabbath, he will he not take hold of it and lift it out? Or how much value then is there in a man than a sheep? So then it is lawful to do good on a Sabbath. So he's talking here about this realm of Christian morals and ethics. There's times we have to break a lower command of God in order to uphold a higher command of God. Because as it said in that earlier portion, God demands compassion, not sacrifice. There are two separate instances where we find these. One of these is with Saul, where he thinks that the sacrifice is what brings blessing. And the other one is in Psalm, I think it's Psalm, it's either Psalm 51 or 52, my apologies, where David is saying, saying, you desire, you desire compassion, a broken and a contrite heart, not sacrifice. In other words, God desires me to have a broken heart over my sin more than he desires me to uphold the law and be a perfect Christian at all times. Because the Christian life, when lived with the integrity of scripture, is not black and white. It is very gray, and we have to understand that. So we have freedom in Christ. You know, maybe you remember this verse, you know, don't, don't use your uh, I'm, I'm going to pass on that verse because I can't remember that one off the top of my head. Um, but the, the general concept here, if I remember it, I'll, I'll put it down in, in the link there. You can find it. But uh, it, it basically says, hey, don't use don't use your your religious liberties to sin. But at the same time, we also can't use uh, we can't completely so stick to the rules that that we allow people to go hungry. Um, take, for example, the. The, the Good Samaritan, right? So in the rules of the of the Jewish culture, they wouldn't want to have any connection with the Samaritans. But in this case, it's like, hey, this is a good thing because he's doing what is good, what is right, and what is full of compassion. And that is what the Christian life does need to have. We need to have some degree of compassion while we uphold the law of God. And when those conflict, we have to, the best thing when they conflict is to do what our heart tells us to do. So long as we are seeping ourselves in the word of God, you know, setting aside, remembering before our heart that the heart is deceitfully wicked, who can know it, you know, above all things. Ah, we don't want to, we don't just want to follow your heart all the time. But when your life is consumed with the scripture, you will know in your spirit what to do is right. And that's really what I want to say. This is, again, a very complicated message, a very complicated thing. But is it okay? B 
because we're getting to a point right now where we might start seeing this type of persecution again. Do, do you have any Republicans in your closet that you're hiding from us? I mean, to say yes is to save their life. And that's a better thing than to be like, well, of course I do. Here, I'll go ahead and let you behead them now. And that's the type of stuff that the world that if we're not careful, we might go back and repeat. So these are things to th keep in mind and to, and to remember. Let me know your thoughts on this weird discussion in the comments down below. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. -M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.